You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Doug Robin. Well, welcome to church today. Awesome to see you guys. And we've been in this series um, talking about the vision of City Church. And let me show you on screen that the vision of City Church Downtown is what we call an exponentially multiplying kingdom movement. And we said last week that we hope to reach and influence over 700,000 people from what starts here. And that sounds a little bit audacious, but we saw that it's not so audacious. One shout out from Ernie Johnson at an NBA halftime show on TNT helped us to reach almost 2 million people in just a matter of moments. But the kingdom of God is like a, a mustard seed that continues to sprout and grow and spread. And notice I said the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Doug, and not the kingdom of City Church, but we want to spread God's thing, uh, not just our thing. You know what I'm saying? God's thing helps us to lock arms with other people, uh, to partner, to serve and love the people in our city and people in our world. And this month, we're looking at who we are, who we're trying to reach. We looked at that last week. Look at the podcast if you or listen to the podcast if you weren't here last week. We're looking at where we're going in the future. And today, we're going to look at where we've come from in the past. Now, I think back to 10 years ago when we started, and downtown San Antonio was a very different place than what it is today. Uh, very high poverty rates in the inner city and income inequality. We still have some work to do on that. Um, a lot of people dropping out of school. We still have some work to do on that. But what God was doing in my heart some 10 to 12 years ago uh, was that God started drawing me into the heart of the city, into the inner city. And I'll never forget uh, reading a book by a guy named Ray Bakke, who's a missiologist who uh, spent much of his career in urban Chicago. And he told me, uh, or wrote about, rather, uh, this article in the Chicago Tribune that said, why evangelicals aren't strong enough for the city. And I took that as a bit of a challenge when I saw that uh, headline there. And I thought to myself, as I was continually coming downtown for different things, where are all the churches like ours in the inner city? Why are they afraid to come down here? And uh, it makes me appreciate the historic churches that have been down here for many, many years. And now I thank God that more and more churches are planting and actually starting in the inner city. Um, but God was doing a deep work in me to draw me to start a work in the heart of the city. And anytime you hear the story about a church or any type of movement, um, typically you hear it through the lens of the leader. But what I want to acknowledge today is that many, many other people besides just me had a heart for a vision and a passion and were drawn by God into the inner city. That's why I want to honor our church staff here today. You can see them pictured. That includes Humby Seveta, who leads our tribes. And then, of course, my wife, Jeannie, who leads our events and budgeting. Michelle Cook, I call Michelle the uh, Mother Teresa of Inner City San Antonio. She leads Kid City. And then there's Robbie Quintero that leads City Youth and uh, reaches a lot of students in the high schools. And Margo and Sadie Garza, who create the environment for us here in the theater and production arts. And, uh, of course... There is uh, Abel Ortega, who's not in this particular picture, but he leads our band. And then in addition to that would be uh, 
hold your applause. We can apply it at the end. And then, of course, there's Jake Kreifels there, uh, kind of the skinnier version of me, who leads all of our worship arts here at City Church downtown. Will you guys join me in thanking these staff members and honoring them for... And it's very important to me personally to honor our former staff who have been a part of the church as well. Because they've helped carry this thing all along and continue to pray for uh, our church. You know, uh, many of them love this church and continue to pray for it. And so I want to honor people like Eva Marquez. Eva, are you around in here today? Is she here anywhere? Okay, if you see Eva, I'm going to ask you to stand up if you would. Go ahead and stand up. Uh, Eva helped us out. Yeah. As did Sandrine McCurdy in events and administration. And then Alicia Pruneda. Um, And I don't know if Alicia is at this service, but if you're anywhere around here, Alicia, uh, stand up. Um, Alicia helped start Kid City. And then Sarah Casares started... uh, took the ball from there and continued Kid City rolling from there. And then Carlos Maestas, I know you're here, Carlos. Stand up, Carlos. Carlos started City Youth uh, here at City Church downtown. And then there was uh, Andre Jennings and Bobby Krim. Bobby, why don't you stand up? Uh, Bobby helped carry the production role here. And then Uh, musicians like Corey Winfield, Richard Davila. Uh, Richard, if you're in here, stand up. And then, uh, of course, uh, I see Jonathan over there. Jonathan, would you mind to stand up real quick? Awesome musician here. And then you guys have, of course, heard today Jesse and Noel uh, Lasso. Would you guys join me in thanking all these folks that have carried the ball down the field in here today at City Church downtown? Now, another group I want to honor today are our volunteers. If you've ever volunteered or currently volunteer here at City Church downtown, would you just raise your hand real quick for anything, any event, any ministry? Thank you, guys. Seriously, thank you, because without our volunteers, this place wouldn't have made it, you know, a year, let alone 10 years. Now, about the time that God was leading many of us, many who I'm just recognized, to come down here to the heart of the city and plant a church. City leaders were also uh, starting an initiative called SA 2020. And that initiative was the pur- for the purpose of keeping downtown San Antonio from becoming a boarded up ghost town like many other cities around this country. And so uh, what they wanted to do was improve things, get more people living downtown, working downtown, going to activities downtown, because we all know that downtown is everyone's neighborhood, isn't it right? On television, when you see anything about a city, you see the architecture of that city, and you typically see landmarks that are located in the downtown area of a city. And so when I went to a community meeting with the mayor at the time, um, I, I thought, we can help with getting people to live and work and start businesses and join activities in the inner city of San Antonio. So we rolled up our sleeves and got to work. And we are still in the midst of a downtown renaissance renovation and movement. You see it, uh, the new buildings popping up all over. I'll just mention a couple of them. There's the Frost Tower that's happening downtown. Uh, You'll see an artist rendering, but it's actually um, going up right before our eyes. No doubt some of you have gone to the new San Pedro Creek uh, 
renovate. I think they've done uh, most of phase one on that project. And then there are many, many different housing developments, too many for me to mention all of them. I'm just gonna mention a couple that are near us. One is the Baldwin right behind us. Um, and then another one I wanna mention is the J.G. Sutton project that's catty-cornered across the railroad tracks that's gonna happen in the coming days. And here's what's gonna happen there is that the developer of that has said publicly that he will make sure we have an opportunity to have parking for church in that development. And, and you're saying, thank God. But, but let me tell you why that developer is guaranteeing that for us. And it's because of a dignitary who's here among us today, our state representative, uh, Barbara Gervin Hawkins. Would you mind to stand up real quick, Miss Representative? And I want to appreciate her and just stay standing just for a minute. Now, you guys know that, uh, you know, we don't tell you how to vote around here because you're tired of preachers telling you how to vote. And you know, at City Church downtown, we're, uh, we're for the left wing, we're for the right wing, we're for the whole bird. You know what I'm saying? We like everybody around here. But the reason I want to honor Miss Representative today is because I've watched her on more than one occasion hold developers' feet to the fire to make sure that we can have parking for church in the midst of a lot of development going on in our neighborhood. And like a mama bear, she has gone to bat for you and your church, and that deserves our honor. So would you guys join me again in thanking you? Thank you so much, Barbara. Now, we currently have city church attenders uh, living in all the different inner city neighborhoods. I mean, on the east side and, of course, south town by the Pearl and all over the place. And so we're doing something and have been doing something biblical over the past 10 years. And what we've been doing down here can be summed up in one word, and it's the word incarnate. Incarnate means to live among, to be among, to live among. You know, like when you're there for people, you remember the people in your life who were there for you when you needed them the most. And so I'm gonna divide the room in half. And those of you to my left, your right, I want you to say incarnate when I point to you. And those of you on my right, I want you to say live among. You ready? Here we go. I uh, had to keep you on your toes. So, so, yeah, so we're seeking to continue to incarnate, that is to live among. And we're following the example of Jesus. Look at the Bible just for a minute in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, so the word, or Jesus, became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of of the Father's one and only Son. And so Jesus modeled this incarnating by leaving heaven where it was so comfortable to come and dwell among us in a very violent-filled world of the Middle East. And we see his love for his city in Luke 19, 41. It says, as he approached Jerusalem, he saw the, what's that word? City. city. 
and he wept over it because he had a heart for it and he genuinely really cared for his city. And because of this, there has to be good churches in the hearts of cities, in the inner city. See, God loves cities because lots of people live in cities. And today, around 55% of the world's population live in urban centers. And in a few years, that's going to rise to 68%. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians have left the inner cities for safer environments and more square footage for the dollar and all that. And there's nothing wrong with living uh, in the outskirts and all of that. But we can't leave the inner city without the influence and love of Christ. That's why the early Christian missionaries in the New Testament of the Bible went exclusively to cities. That's why you have books in the New Testament of the Bible like Corinth. He was writing to a city, to uh, Thessalonica, Colossae, and on and on. I could go. And if you don't like cities, you're not going to like heaven. Listen to a description in Revelation of uh, heaven, Revelation 21, 2. And I saw the holy what? Say it. City. City, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And that's what we always want to do. Incarnating is coming down. It's not saying where it's safe, but it's coming down where it's needed the most. Uh, that's why Ray Bakke says mission is no longer just about crossing the oceans, jungles, and deserts, but it's about crossing the streets of the world's cities. We see people like Nehemiah in the Old Testament of the Bible incarnate in the city of Jerusalem that was suffering from uh, urban blight and decay, and he restored it. Um, we also um, see that we're a small part of a renovation, a downtown renaissance. We want to partner with others to do that because remember, God loves cities and he doesn't just love the parts of the cities outside 1604 where all those tan houses are located, right? But it's also about what's inside Luke 410 at the heart of the city. God loves the whole city. And I want to go back over our 10-year history in a nutshell for you just for a minute. Um, back in 2008, we started at the TriPoint building. Now, just out of curiosity for my sake, how many of you were here at TriPoint? Just raise your hand real quick. Got some TriPointers here. Some of you, like a few of you uh, scattered through the room. And if you were here, you remember that uh, TriPoint was not the beautiful building that it is today. It was like a shelled out Albertsons. And we started meeting there and we started immediately growing and doing well there. And then they wouldn't allow us in there anymore and they canceled our lease. So we became a homeless church. And personally, it felt like a kick in the gut because I had, you know, done everything I could to get this thing going down here. And I had to stand there on the front porch of TriPoint telling people, sorry, man, we don't have church down here today. And so we had to restart, basically. And we were able to start renting in November of 2000, uh, uh, actually October of 2008, the Josephine theater. Just out of curiosity, how many of you were in the Josephine Theater? A few of you around here? Yeah, I see a few of you uh, here and there who came and worshiped with us in the Josephine. And you know what a luxurious theater that was, right? Uh, well, we went from one luxury to another, and we were able to come in November of 2009 to start renting the Cameo Theater here. And we started picking up momentum 
when we got here to the cameo. It was like God gave us the exact right place to start renting and our church started moving forward in this work of incarnating, living among people. And so we were looking through the archives in recent days and we found this old video of how our church was trying to incarnate back in those early days when we moved to the Cameo. Go ahead and take a look. We're just having a good time, chilling in the heart of the city. I look over there, I see Tower of the Americas, Rosario's right across the street. Uh, We're enjoying some great artwork out here from some of the artists in our church. Jesse is over there playing some great music. We've also got a team of people who are on what we call our environmental team. Now the folks on the environmental team are actually walking up and down South Alamo and they're praying for our city. And while they're praying, they've got trash bags and they're picking up trash all along South Alamo Street because it's really important to us to love our city through serving our city. That is. Uh, showing that we care about the environment here in the city and picking up the trash and making it a cleaner, better place to be. And then there's a group of people, what we call our guerrilla marketers, and they're walking all over the downtown area, flats and apartments and giving people, you know, putting up these little posters and and that, and they're also handing out some flyers, just telling people a little bit about our church. Hey, uh, this is James. I'm with all the rowdies of, of uh, City Church downtown. We're at San Antonio Cafe. We're out here um, with the First Friday group. Our tipping point mission was to be insanely generous. And we talked to our waitress tonight and found out she's actually having some financial struggles and some problems at home. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do when I lost my job with my rent being due. It was a huge shock and greatly appreciated. And I didn't... When she said they wanted to help me out, I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. Uh, so the insane generosity of this group, actually, she needed $325. And everybody said, uh, let's just pull out of our wallets and see what we can do. And uh, I think 540 was the last count, and they were still counting money. But I think it is God's blessing uh, to, to bless her because they are closing down this place. She's going to be losing her job. Definitely going to pay it forward some way or another. And that's what it's about. It's about touching the people, and I I'm, hope we can make a difference. Just, just kind of hanging out here tonight um, and didn't know what's going on. This is actually church right here. Uh, it's a great place to have church, isn't it, along an art walk? Because uh, God made us creative. This one particular group decided that they were going to tip like 100%. And so they prayed, and then they drank a couple of beers and uh, hung out. They, they gave their server this 100% tip. And she ran off crying because they found out it just so happened that uh, she was behind on her rent. That money came just right at the right time, um, you know, for that that lady. And so we just thank God for what happened for her tonight. And so, hey, I, I give him tip. Yeah. So, yeah, a little insane generosity for Jesse tonight too. But what do you say we do something kind of weird? And what do you say we all pray together? Okay. God, thank you for our time together tonight. Thank you that you're a God that loves creativity because you created. Thank you you're a God that loves the planet. I thank you for those who cleaned up trash tonight all along South Alamo Street. Thank you for those who tipped well tonight and were insanely generous because we know that you're like a generous God. 
thank you for the beautiful music that we've enjoyed tonight. And so, God, we just pray for our city, San Antonio. We love San Antonio. We love the city. We just ask you to bless it, protect us here. Thank you, and most of all, thank you for Jesus. That he didn't stay where it was comfortable and safe, but he came among us, lived among us, died for us on the cross so that we could have a relationship with God. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. So that was good times back in those days. And we started building momentum as a church. And we knew that if we wanted to continue as a church, we didn't want all these people here. And then we get displaced again. And so we knew we had to purchase property and get some skin in the game in the inner city. And so it was in 2015 that we purchased the Cameo Theater. And it never even went on the market in a very hot downtown real estate market because you guys walked outside, circled the buildings in prayer, walked around it and prayed and asked God for it. And we ended up getting this building at a couple of hundred thousand dollars below its appraised value because God protected it for us and the owner wanted us uh, to have it. So we thank God for that. And then in uh, 2015 and 16, we started raising the money and securing the finances to be able to restore this place. And that was a nerve wracking time. And then in January of 2017, we began the, uh, the renovations here. We gutted the place and uh, started, uh, you know, uh, transforming this place. And then in August of 2017, we moved into the renovated cameo theater uh, that we all enjoy today. And you know, I want to say a big thanks to our Bandera Road City Church who helped to plant us. And to this day, they continue to pray for us, cheer us on for the good things that God is doing down here in the heart of the city. So would you guys join me in thanking our Bandera Road City Church who planted us? Yeah. So back in those days, There were 150 of us from Bandera Road that decided to plant this church downtown, many of whom just made a a year agreement to come down here and worship for a year. And so we started with 150 from there, many of whom who have gone back, and now we're averaging 1,375 people uh, on Sundays in our different four services with kids' ministry and video uh, overflow and the like. So we thank God for what he's been doing uh, in the heart of the city and in our church down here. But today, I want to applaud the many of you who have been drawn here as well to worship Because some of you are incarnating here by driving from other parts of the city and other small towns to come here and worship and serve in the heart of the city. So I want to say I thank you and applaud you for making that journey on Sundays and to activities during the week. I want to applaud the many of you who uh, moved into the inner city to be a part of this and to serve and live your life down here and incarnate among. I also want to thank those of you who uh, grew up in the inner city, and you've been tempted many times to leave the inner city for uh, cheaper square footage and all of that, um, and you've decided to stay to invest in the heart of the city where you came from. And then I also want to honor those of you that feel exiled here. Um, the military moved you here, or your company or job moved you to San Antonio, and you didn't like it. 
at first, um, but you took the challenge to live and stay here and invest in this city by the prompting of the Holy Spirit of God. And all of you in all different facets of life have committed yourselves to come here and love and serve your neighbors, wherever those neighbors may be. In fact, that's why we have these magnets that are stuck on the front of the stage. The names on those magnets are your friends, loved ones, and neighbors that you're praying for, that God would do a great work in, in, in their lives. And you know, Much of what I've talked about today is about kind of our church and what's been happening here. But what I'm very aware of is that a fair number of you have been invited today by your friends who are a part of this church that are excited about it. And could it be that God by his love, grace, and providence drew you here because he wanted to draw you into a love relationship with himself? And you thought you were just kind of tagging along with a friend who goes to church here, but God's purpose in this was to draw you to become his kid, his daughter, or his son. You know, the Bible says in John 1, 12, as many as received him, he gave the right to become the children of God. And look, it doesn't matter how much you've screwed up and how much you've sinned. We all know we're sinners, right? We all know we've screwed stuff up and jacked up in our lives. That's not the good news. The good news is Jesus did something about it. Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sins and for yours. And someone here today, your heart is thumping like a tennis shoe in the dryer because you never thought that you could have a relationship with God. You thought you had wandered too far from God. But what you found out is that it's not you that has to look for God. It's God that has been and is today looking for you. He's drawing you to himself. He incarnated in the heart of a city and he's in this city because he loves and wants you and everything he does is to draw you near and allow you to step into your new identity as a daughter or son of God. And all you have to do to receive it is simple. It's a simple thing. You say, oh, I get it, here we go. I have to give money to the church in order to, nope, you don't have to do that. Oh, I have to uh, feed the poor, I have to do a bunch of religious stuff or I have to count a bunch of beads or something like that to get it, nope, none of that. It's simple in the Bible. All who believe and receive in the New Testament book of John have a love relationship with God. And so in your heart and mind, just say a prayer where you say, Jesus I believe it and I receive it and I trust that when you died on that cross, you died here for me. And you know, there's this other story in the Bible about an Ethiopian guy. And uh, he had the guy come up to him and share the gospel with him from the scriptures. And the Ethiopian guy received it that day. And the Bible says, well, why shouldn't you just be baptized today? And so the guy totally got down out of his carriage. He went down into some water and he got baptized and it represented like a new birth, a new life. It's like he went, he died to his old self and rose again out of the water to live a new life. And I wanna challenge and encourage some of you who are not already registered and signed up to be baptized. Those who are baptizees, come on down. But if if you're thinking about it, or if you just prayed to begin a relationship with Christ today, there's no reason why you can't be baptized today if you believed. I'm not talking about your grandma or your mom or dad's decision to baptize you as a baby. I'm talking about your decision to say, I believe and now I want to be baptized. I watched a dude step into this trough one Sunday and get baptized in his like cowboy 
boots and pressed jeans. I've watched gangsters step in there in their really expensive tennis shoes and sneakers and stuff, right? Um, but you know what? You don't have to do that. We have t-shirts and shorts for you in the lobby. And if you decide you want to be baptized today, just stand up where you're at, walk back to the lobby, and they will get you shorts and a t-shirt to wear. We're not going to make you do anything weird, like wear a Speedo into the baptism pool or anything weird like that, man. Uh, we'll have some nice shorts and all of that for you. And so let's stay seated as we watch the baptisms take place. Um, and let's cheer these folks on as each one comes up out of the water because they've had the courage to say, I am now a child of the living God. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And Father, we thank you that you've come for us, that your love is passionate for us. I thank you for the good work that you're doing all across this room and across our city. I thank you for every single life that was in the baptism pool today. People that you had been seeking out for your loving purpose to draw to yourself. And we're humbled and honored that you would carry us along for your gospel purposes in the heart of the city for 10 years. And we thank you and pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. You guys go ahead and take a seat. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.